I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm Tony Kelligeri along with Frank Wolf, Western New York Athletics, Roger Weiss. And we have uh, two special guests in here from the Amani officials, uh, James Cornelius and Jeff Richardson. We're going to talk about the referee point of view. We've heard from coaches. We've heard from players. We've heard from parents, administrators. How about the referee's point of view? And that's what we are going to get into today. Morning, guys. Oh, man, he's shaking his head already. I can't believe it. We're just well, starting. Well, come on, Anthony. How long have you been involved with it? The referee's point of view only counts if the fans agree with it. <laughs> when, when are you going to learn? I'm still new at this, Roger. Morning, y'all. Morning. Yeah, How you doing, Frank? Yeah. I'm good. Good. How are you? I'm doing great. A little tired. I went to a concert last night. Didn't, got home a little bit later than uh, than I had planned. Usually I'm in bed by then, but uh, all right. went to see uh, Australian Pink Floyd at the casino last night. Wow. And what an experience. Uh, outside of them getting into politics, which I didn't care for, but uh, the stage show was absolutely fantastic. Good singers, uh, great musicians. Uh, the drummer was off the hook. Oh, my God. God, can he play? Drummer is always the band. Isn't it? The drummer's the heartbeat of the band. That's it. Ask Al Jaycox. He'll tell you. What would the Beatles be without Ringo? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The drummer really does. What would the party squad be without Mark Dixon, right? (laughs) Exactly. All right, guys, news and notes before we get into uh, today's discussion. I've got just a couple things here. Uh, Tony, you know, last month or so, last couple months, we've had Derek Wangler on from the Niagara Gazette. Um, but he will be leaving the paper. Uh, I've learned. Uh, I had a conversation with him earlier in the week. Unfortunately, he's leaving the Gazette. Uh, he's going to be moving to Chicago, uh, so he won't be a part of the show any longer. And it's a it's a big loss for Western New York High School students sure. in the Niagara County area. Derek did a fantastic job up there. Good so guy. Whoever fills his shoes will have uh, a, you know a lot of work to do. Star Point, the football team, uh, they participated in the USA Football Seven on Seven National Canton. Championship in Canton, Ohio. And went four for three, four and three. So right. shout out to those boys. Uh, they're gonna have a good team. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, Jason Rowe named boys basketball coach out at Timon. Congratulations to him. Roger already has a beef with it. <laughs> Go ahead, no. Roger. Get it off your chest. Well, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I had I had uh, Mr. Lakata at Timon all set up with this uh, administrator from. Uh, Star Point, I was going to introduce the two of them, you know, and he didn't even get an interview. No? I'm disappointed. Not even a call? Nothing? To the best of my knowledge, if uh, he did get a call, he never told me about it. 
Wow. Sorry to hear that, Gil Okada. <laughs> that ungrateful kid of yours. <laughs> Congratulations, Jason Rowe uh, in uh, Time in Basketball. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I know they said he's already talked with his uncle who's down in West Virginia. If that's Lester. his uncle, would that be Lester Rowe Lester, that went to uh, uh, Lafayette? Yes. Uh, that's Lester. If you hadn't heard that much about Lester Rowe at Lafayette back in the late 70s, 70s. Early 80s, mm-hmm. it was because he was a contemporary of uh, Sugar Ray Hall at McKinley at the well, time. Well, I beg to differ. I, I think they were equals. Oh, well, mean, yeah, but uh, I don't think I agree yeah, with yeah. you as far as their ability and all that, but I don't think uh, Lester ever got the hype that Ray oh, Hall no, got. Oh, no, right. Didn't no, never got the hype that Ray got. That's why, exactly. you know, right. so half the right. people well, that in Buffalo, know Ray about, was the man. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. You're right. Yeah, that was early. I think I was a freshman when they were seniors, if I'm not mistaken. in 83. Yeah, yeah, I think you were. Because Ray, uh, Ray's cousin played with me at Burgard. Yeah, and Ray played at Canisius with him. Remember Mike Schmreck? Yeah, yeah, big, big Mike. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, this is a blast the yeah, I know. I don't know if you guys remember a guy named Paul Honacki who played uh, ball at Buffalo State. I was a co-worker with him for about a year or so, and he told me the first time when, uh, I don't know whether it was a scrimmage or they actually played uh, Canisius in a game. Uh, you know, he was used to having people set picks on him before. But, boy, the first time Mike Schmerck said a pick on him. I mean, he was checking all his bones, making sure. You know, they didn't wear mouthpieces back then. No, they didn't, no. Half the football players refused (laughs) to wear uh, mouthpieces because of the macho and all that. (laughs) Right. But uh, he says, oh, my God, uh, he wanted to tell the referee, how come they have ten guys on the court? <laughs> we only have five. <laughs> I guess for about an hour he was seeing double and feeling single. So, boy, those were the days. Those were the good days. Yeah, man. A big uh, thank you to everybody who turned out uh, for the uh, NASA uh, uh, football symposium that we had on Thursday. You gentlemen were there. We had about 150 show up. We had coaches from all over NASA uh, participating. We had uh, Rob Curran from Alden and Chad Bartosik from uh, Franklinville slash Ellicottville. They were instructing Aaron Hill, USA Football East Regional Manager. Great job. Yeah, I was about to say, they did a great job. Man, I mean, Phenomenal. it seems like every you know, every year when they come and they do it, they do a great job. Yeah, and the yeah. stuff that they demonstrate is, you know, if you're a young coach out there, these are the guys you want to no, you, know, right. yeah. you want to hear from. Yeah. And, and uh, the stuff that USA Football has on their website, uh, I was talking to Aaron about, you know, we'll go on there and uh, see, watch training videos without having to take the course over again. Right, all over again. You can go there yeah. and watch, uh, yeah. watch the training. But they did a great job. We had a great time. And thanks to North Tonawanda Athletic Association for doing a great job hosting it. You know, it was scary because the weather wasn't the weather looking wasn't so great. And, <laughs> then all of a sudden the sun came out and we said, okay. Yeah, we, we I left here at 2.30 from uh, WBEN, you know, because it's on my way home. I was like, let me stop by. I got to see if we're still going on. And there was somebody in the Session stands like, hey, is the symposium still? Oh yeah, we're good. We're like, good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My son would have been so disappointed had we not. But it was uh, it was a great time. And uh, Ray Turpin, uh, thank you, and everybody else involved. You and- were at the concession stand. I didn't get anything, Raj. Oh, okay. I was just checking to see if we were still if we were still People on. People were asking it was open, so you were checking it out. Yeah, that's my job. I'm a scout. I, I scout these things out. That's what I do. Did you have anything else for news just and notes, couple, Frank, before we couple, got distracted? A couple quick ones. You know, I know food does that to us. Uh, Cardinal O'Hara, 
Mike McCarthy Basketball Camp for Girls is going to be July 25th through the 27th, still open to registration. So uh, that goes, again, July 25th through the 27th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Call 695-2600, extension 357. Also check out our Facebook page for more information on that camp. And lastly, Section 6, call for officials. We've got officials here. Might as well bring this up. Great segue. Uh, yeah, Section segue. 6, calling for officials. Uh, all you loudmouths out there that want to argue every other call, why don't you throw your hand in the ring here and give it a shot. Uh, you know, Check out the website, the website for more details. Uh, our Facebook page has that announcement as well. Well, that's going to segue into what we are talking about today, and that is officiating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as Frank just mentioned, uh, officiating groups, and I'm sure you guys are the same, yes. always looking for uh, young officials to get involved. Talk about, Jeff, from your standpoint as president of Vamani, training officials, getting them, okay, I want to be an official, I've raised my hand, I've signed up. What's the process like? Um, first of all, you have to come to a, usually it's a six or seven weeks course. Um, it's, um, we do inside training inside the classroom. Um, we want to make sure that you really want to do it. You know, it's not as easy as what people think. Just oh, getting no. on the field, just because we all played football one time or another, we think we can be official. Hey, I can officiate, I can officiate. But it's totally different, officiating the game and watching the game. So it's, um, we do six to seven weeks inside the classroom. Then we do a few weeks on the field training. And we make sure you can cut it. Everybody doesn't make it. You know, but no, everybody doesn't. Cause you, really? No, you have to pass an exam. You have to pass on field tests as well as classroom tests. But it's the same way with section section six, section five too. Everybody who signed up for it won't make it because you got to pass a test at the end of your eight to a ten or twelve week course. You got to pass a test. It's a final. And if you don't pass that test, you just don't make it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, what are the classroom sessions like? A lot of film, uh, watching film, film, going um, over the rules, obviously. Over the rules. Each lead that we do, we make sure we go over each rules. But first, you have to learn all the rules. We start most people out as a linesman, so they strictly concentrate on linesmen. Everything we teach the new people is strictly about linesmen. You know, it takes time to become an umpire or a back judge or a referee, head referee. So everything is about being a linesman. So your linesmen are looking for your offsides, your movement, your, your holding. Movement. Seven, seven men on the line. line. Seven men, right. Yeah. Uh, would that be a legal formation as well? Legal formation. If you, if you watching have, the chains. If you don't have seven on the line, it's a legal. It's a legal formation. Right. It's a lot of work. The linesman has a lot of work to do. Point of order on that: it's at least seven. You can have eight, but you have to have you seven. Gotta have, you gotta, you gotta Point have of order. Seven. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> Correct. You got to at least have seven. Uh, have uh, seven. The thing is, and you know, and I have so much problem doing this. I'm on the trench trophy committee and all that. I like the idea of you starting them off that way because the hardest thing for me, you know, I'm concentrating on number 64, he's the left guard or whatever. And as soon as the ball snapped, it's hard not to follow the ball and That's drift great. away. Oh, from you have to train. That goes seeing. for coaching yeah. too. That's oh, correct. God. You know, hey, how, how did how is his footwork? I said, what footwork? He has feet? I will go. I saw no, so I'm serious about this. That's why I'll go to a game as a committee man. I'll be watching some people. You know, I'm, I have to watch out for the seniors. Yeah. And, of course, I get their pregame stuff. How's their academics and yes, their yes. attitude and all that. And after that, I just, if i still impressed with somebody, I just drop the name off the committee, and they watch them on film because, you know, I talk to, like, you know, Coach Sugg at the Pew. Oh, no, his footwork is needs work and and footwork are you kidding me <laughs> no, it, i'm looking for some 
guy bigger than me to pancake a guy half my size or something like that. Other than that, what do I look for? Footwork? You look for <laughs> footwork. You look for uh, hand placement. Yes. Are they getting low? Uh, you know, are, are they pulling? You know, if it's a guard. If their hands are wide open. Yep. If their hands are closed. That's because right. the technique makes a difference. Because, you know, a lot of guys on uh, in the hole as an umpire. You know, the umpire has a hard job because you're looking at the, the, the offense and offensive line and the defensive line. Now, the offensive line, you know, they're taught in USA football to keep their hands open, to block with their hands open. Like now, they're doing as, high fives. Uh, yes. Now, when you close your hands, what do you have? You have the jersey. Or when you come to the outside, you have the jersey. So that's, that's in hold. So you have to, you have to be um, cognizant yeah, yeah, of, of, of the offensive line and the defensive line because the defensive lineman, the first thing he's going to do is turn around and look at you and go, he's holding me. How many officials at any point are watching just the line in football? Um, it depends. It's difference between high school football, right. middle league football. And pro. And pro. Um, pro in some have. leagues, you only have three referees when you're dealing with little league football. Then sometimes you have four. So usually it's only one man, one man watching that line in little league football if you only have a three-man crew because you have the referee in the back, the umpire, and you, you always have a triangle, and you have that linesman. If you have a four-man crew, you can bring that back judge up, check the line, and then he can go back. Right. Okay. And the pros, they got eight now. They got eight. Right. They don't move. And they still miss calls. We don't mean that. You know, still it's tough, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. especially the one that, you know, the last person I'd want to be if I was an official is the umpire. Not only has he got to watch for all the holding that, he's right around the area where the linebackers are. He's got to watch his butt to heck with it. Well, I don't not, care not, this not anymore. Not anymore. The last two minutes, the last two minutes of the game, he comes in the hole. In the now pros, he's, yeah, he's in, pros. in the back. He's in the, he's in the back with, on the opposite side of the referee now in the pros. Oh, I thought that yeah. was the eighth official. Now there's no now there's nobody just somewhere near the middle linebacker. No, they took him. Well, away. that's an improvement. I tell yeah. you right now. You know, now that's got to be the low man on the totem pole as far as I'm school, concerned. You still, you still have the um, you still have the umpire who's in the middle. Yeah. So he's around. He's around the linebackers and the linebackers. If you get caught up in there, I mean, like you just said, pancake. I mean, one of those big guys <laughs> from high school. Or even um, JV. I mean, they, they move so fast. I mean, you get caught in there and they, they knock you down and that's it. James, have you ever been knocked down in the game? You know I have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting you say that. Um, there's been some YouTube videos around. This isn't necessarily uh, as re- regards to football, but you've seen in softball and baseball where pitchers and catchers have gotten together and literally thrown the ball to right make it look the, like the umpire. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, how does does that happen I, I got to imagine it happens in football too. If it happens in baseball and it's that obvious, you know. You want to answer that? <laughs> no, you take that one. I'm you gonna take that one. It happens, um, but do we know we were set up? Um, do we know a kid or a coach told the kid, you know, to come after the umpire, to come after the linesman, to come after the referee? We don't know, but you know, it happens. If you're if you're placed in the hole. If you're placed as a linesman and it's a sweep, and you got everybody sweeping your way, you know if you can't get out the way um, quick enough, I mean, how can you come back and say you were set up? It's the same way as the um, as the referee, who's you know his, whose job is to you know protect the quarterback. His job is to protect the quarterback. So now you got a defensive end or a linebacker blitzing. 
you know, who's coming after the quarterback. Oop, Mr. Quarterback, but I hit you. Sorry. Now, so yeah. it is important for, for the <laughs> officials to be able to move. I mean, you have to. You have yeah. to be able to move. You have to be able to move. And, and, and for Alliance, I mean, you have to make sure that the coaches is in their boxes, the players are in their boxes. Because if you're running down that sideline and you're watching the field, you can get tripped up by the coaches yeah. running on the field. Right. And Instantly, there goes the flag while you're running or well, after you get off the ground. Well, that's why they got the box. You have to be and in the box. And they got all the lines. And see, a lot of folks don't understand the lines on the sideline. You know, you, if, if you at your field, exactly. I mean, you guys got a great field where you got three boxes. You got the first box, which is for you guys, the coaches. Mm-hmm. The second box is for the children. And the third box is usually for um, the trainer. The, the, trainer. Right, right, for the trainer. Team moms, stuff like that. And all that. For Little League football. Some fields don't have all those lines and everything, but every field you go to is different. But most high school fields and most college fields, you have the lines. And that first line, that first line is usually for the, um, the officiating and their crew so they can get up and down the field. And there's a unique, well, at least at, at, uh, at our level, at the youth level, uh, I don't think it's with the uh, – division I'm in now, but what I was in last year, which would be considered freshman, we were allowed to be as coaches, two coaches on the field mm-hmm. for the first four games, I think it was. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's how you and I yeah. got to talking no, about no, doing no, this show. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it was funny because James and I worked together here at Entercom uh, several years ago, and I'm looking on the field like, why do you look familiar? Yeah. Like, why do you look familiar? <laughs> So right, that's right how around the corner. <laughs> that's how we got to talking about this, and I thought it'd be a good idea to have you guys come in and, and do this from the uh, perspective of the officials. But uh, we're allowed to be on the field, and we can have communication. And uh, one of the unique rules is we're not allowed to talk once the play starts. <laughs> exactly. I found that out the hard yeah. way. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but you didn't flag me, James. Somebody else did, so I, I was appreciative of that. But it, and it was my fault. I got excited. Right. I saw a, a big hole open up in my running back there, and I turned into a cheerleader right at that spot because I saw, oh, my, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. And yes. it, you get caught up in it because it's so exciting. It's so exciting. Little League football is the best. It is the best. It's so pure. It's so pure watching the little kids out there learning the game of football. You know, I like the babies. I like I like your the pounds. babies. They're I like funny. Your, I like your oh, it's, the best. it's hysterical. It's, they are. I mean, they're so. I mean, if, if you look at them, I mean, what's your age group? Seven. Well, now uh, we are ten, eleven. Oh, so you, oh, you yeah, moved I moved up. up. You moved up. Um, last year you had seven, eight, what, nine, eight, and ten. Nine and ten. And, and to look at the little babies, you know, number one, they really don't know that much about football. And um, to sit there and watch them learn the game of football is so exciting. And, and you got—I mean—you can't help but have a smile on your face. Um, I think um, the parents are, are are the ones. I mean, the parents, yes, you, they get excited, you know, for the um, for the children out there. But sometimes they get too excited. Oh, they're yeah. too much into yeah. it. Oh, yeah. And that's going to lead into uh, some of the question that we're going to come up with. But uh, do you guys, you know, especially at that at that. Uh, young, we're talking about the six, seven, eight-year-olds. You guys as officials, do you guys kind of help them along, maybe lining up? I know they have coaches on the field, yes. but hey, yeah. you know, Junior, you want to take a step back because you might be over the line of scrimmage. When, when they're that age, they're going to move. Of they're course. They're going to move a little bit. And we tell the coaches if, um, before the game, you know what? Listen, we're going to let them move a little bit. If it's not affecting the play, you know what? Let them play. You know, these are kids. If you keep throwing flags on babies like the, at that age, they will never want to play football. No, that's it, boring. It will get boring to them. Let them have a little fun. It's instructional football. We move them up. We move them back. 
listen, count your players, coach. Make sure it's enough on the line. And we help them. You know, it's a lot of fun. It's all instruction. We're all on the same team. When you're doing little league football, you're all on the same team. You just said it. It's instructional football at the level that you you were last year. It's um, instructional football. And with instructional football, you're teaching, and we know that. So we, you know, we come in and we say, look here, we're not going to throw um, a flag every time somebody move. Now, if a child move, you know, all the time, we'll 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 stop stop the clock and go up and say, coach, you know, explain to the child that he can't move, he can't wiggle, he can't do that. But our job is to to make sure that the kids love the sport. Because if the kids don't love the sport, guess what? They won't be playing. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, a lot of it, too, is our, you know, coaches like myself, we're learning to coach. That's right. We're out there. I, you know, I'm not Nick Saban. I'm not Urban Meyer. <laughs> so I, there's right. stuff. I'm, and I'm able to talk to James during the game, and I'm able to ask questions. And, I, you know, can we do this? Or uh, what happens when this, you know, and get advice from you guys. That's that's. It's huge. Communication. Yeah, because, uh, what, a few years ago, you guys at that level, the coaches were the the referees. Am I right, Jeff? They were the referees. And and then you guys got together and and said, let's bring in the officials, the official officials to come in and officiate the game. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more with James Cornelius and Jeff Richardson from the Imani Official Association. We're going to talk more about, uh, from their point of view, what they're seeing on the field. We're going to get into stuff like uh, behavior. You know, who do we look at? The players, the coaches, the parents. Mm -hmm. So we'll get your opinions on that when we come back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri, along with Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, Jeff Richardson, and James Cornelius from Amani Officials. We're talking about officiating games, and even you know during the break, you guys are all hear the commercials. And, no, we're continuing to talk and, <laughs> and going over clarifying rules. I'm asking Jeff to clarify something for me. It's, it's nonstop, especially in this studio. We just can't get enough of this stuff. Uh, talking about officiating, and you uh, before the break, we talked about training. You know, you mentioned guys start off as a linesman but how much time do they put in before they're able to move up do they have to be able to demonstrate that they're ready to move up it depends on the individual you have some guys come in really that can go straight to being umpires that's real good fish they just it just clicks for them it becomes easy Usually, when we started, it was like oh my god! When we started four or five years. When we started, it took me at at least six or seven, seven years, years to to, to get off the, yeah to get off the line to get off the line at, at least six or seven years yes. for me to to get off the line. And when I got off the line, I didn't want to get off the line. I love because it because I, I mean I fell in love position. with I fell in love with that position. And now you want me to move from a linesman to an umpire, and now I got to go and learn a whole new Look. position. Where I've, I done, you know, skilled and mastered the lines. Now I got to go and learn a whole new position. So I mean, it depends on the individual. Like Jeff said, um, some guys they can come right in and move right on in to an umpire, or back judge, or or somewhere like that. And then you got some guys, you know, they can't even master the line. So we talk about communication and how important that is. Not only that you guys need to communicate with each other on the field, but you also need to communicate with the coaches. And Jeff, you and I were having a, n- a nice discussion <laughs> about how to communicate with the coaches. And I think the stuff you were bringing up was brilliant. Yeah, um, it depends on the situation. 
um, you're not there to embarrass the people and embarrass the coaches. So depends what the call is or if the coach say, oh, Jeff, that was a bad call. You know what? You can bring the coach uh, during the timeout and say, listen, coach, we're not here to embarrass each other. Tone it down a little bit. It's the way you do things. Right. And we're all out there for the kids. And if we're not an example, the coaches have to be an example and the referees have to be an example. Because what I found out in Little League football, they imitate everything we do. If they hear the coaches out there swearing, those kids swear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If they hear the referees swearing, they swear. I said, where do you get that from? Well, my coaches curse. We hear that all the time. So we have to be cognizant of what we do and how we teach the kids and the whole scope, everything. Well, you look at when we go through our training uh, to be certified, and that's one of the things that brought up. What you say, you have to be careful. That's correct. That's so true. And it goes for coaches. It goes for the uh, the referees. Raj. Well, I just wanted to bring up, because you said you fell in love with the line. I you did. Like, I, you did. Know, you didn't, I didn't want to move. You were in no hurry to move. Right. Now, it's a two-way street or whatever. There are some people, you know, obviously you were able to not be intimidated by because obviously, you know, you hear what's going on on the sidelines. No doubt about like, it. Like, you know, right. I mean, if I disagree with your call, I'm not going to come up and say, boy, you're a jerk for that call you made. But I'm going to say, Frank, isn't this guy a jerk? Did you hear that call? <laughs> Which you can't, I don't know. Well, you get it all. You get it all the well, time. Well, that's what I mean. You know, so um, I would think uh, one of the motivations to move on to is get to get away sideline. from all that. Because, you know, you hear footsteps, you hear everything, you know. You know, sometimes you, you got to let it just roll off your back. I mean, you, you close your, you know, close. It's, it's hard to do um, because we're audible. So you, you just can't um, um, close out the stuff around you. But sometimes, you know, you just, you just got to put your headphones on and, and just forget about who's around you and just focus on on the line and, and the players, you know. Um, but I really didn't. I didn't want to leave the line. I mean, I have I fell in love with the line. Let's get into talking about uh, being certified. You guys are certified. Yes. You guys are first responders on the field now. Yes. Uh, you're taking the same courses that we as coaches you, are taking you when yeah. you're looking at concussions, you're mm-hmm. looking at heat-related issues and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. So you guys now have the ability to make the call on the field that, hey, coach, we're going to stop the game here because we have questions uh, about Johnny on the field. Well, we have the right. If, um, if we think that it was a helmet-to-helmet blow, and now Johnny gets up and Johnny is dizzy and Johnny don't know where he's at. You know, we stop the game and bring the trainer in. And now it's up to the trainer. The trainer has the final call if, if Johnny can come back into the game or not. But, yes, we do. We have the same training that you have, and we go through the training every year. The same training that you go through, we go through every year. Um, concussion protocol. Um, heat um, protocol. Which you and, guys really had to deal with last year. In fact, uh, the trainers had to rescue one of your referees. Because uh, he was... He, he got really he got sick. Really sick. Yes. It yeah. was mm-hmm. unbelievably he, he hot that yes. day. Yes. Yes. In Niagara Falls, I believe yeah. it was. And he yeah. wasn't I was hydrated. There. And he's a fireman. He's a fireman. That's crazy yeah. that he yeah. didn't recognize yeah. that. Right. But he's I a fireman. I can understand. I coached. remember coaching a game. We were playing in South Buffalo. I was with uh, Black Rock Riverside, mm-hmm. and I'm making sure the kids are all hydrated. Mm-hmm. We're doing all that. We get the water. Do, 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 do. We have the trainer on there. I didn't take care of myself, <laughs> and I dropped after the game. Oh, yeah. no doubt about it. I mean, um, because we start in, in August now, 
and you guys start um, start training probably in another week or so. The 31st. So you start training, and, and, and the heat index, you know, here in Buffalo is not like it is down south, but it can get to where it is like in down south. So um, the important thing that, that we um, learn as, as officials, because we come out to each and every field, um, keep the kids hydrated during practice and keep the kids hydrated um, when they're playing. So if we feel that it's hot outside and the sun is beating down um, on that football field, especially at your field because you guys got a turf field. Right. So that means on With that no turf shade. football, there's no shade. So that means on the football field, it's like 20 degrees or 30 degrees hotter. hotter. So we have the right to take a time out, um, a time out to keep those kids, kids hydrated. And the coaches. <laughs> Quick question. You say coaches have to be certified, officials have to be certified. What exactly governing body does the certification? USA, USA football. football. It's a national. Everybody in the country takes it now. You have to be certified. If not, you don't come on the field. Everybody on the field, okay, except for the cheerleaders, are certified. And then the next question: Who do they? Who does that governing body answer to? I'm, I'm, they're, they're associated with the NFL. NFL. Yeah. Mistaken. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have USA yeah. football, yeah. Heads Up football, football, the uh, National Football League. league. It's all, all tied together. All, all, all together. tied together. And they yeah. work together mm-hmm. to make the game safe. Yes. And that's what this is all about. It's, with you exactly. guys are going through what we're going through, it's all about safety. Football well, no, I just change. wanted to yeah. establish that it's just not some independent outfit, you no. know, no. No, 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 out no. to make a quick no, buck no. by getting – Certification so much for each license and all this other stuff. No, and that's why we have trainers out there. Everything is designed for safety. There's not a stone unturned. You just said it. Everything is safety now. And I I was surprised when we had to get certified through um, Heads Up in USA Football. And, you know, looking at it, because once again, I'm coming from playing football in in the late 70s, early 80s. And I mean, well, you're old. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say, you know, you just kind of gave away your age. I mean, uh, I mean, the way we played football back then, I mean, everything was boom. Everything we you, you can heads. I mean, you can go helmet to helmet. Um, that's can, how we did. You, you, you can yes, throw. You can throw a four. Play. You can throw a forearm. Forearm um, shiver um, to, to to the helmet. Oh yeah. And now you can't. You can't do any of that now. And so what you're seeing yeah. out there, you're seeing a safer game. Oh, it's, yes. it's, it uh, the is collisions a, it's a aren't game. violent Definitely. anymore. Uh, I don't think I saw one nasty collision last year. Well, what 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 I've seen with heads up football when heads up football came, and it's not just in the suburban leagues; it's it's in every league that we do. They're participants in heads up football, and they took the helmet, the crown of the helmet, out of the game. So once you took the crown of the helmet out of the game, it prevented um, concussions. And now with Heads Up Football, they came in and they taught you how to block different, and they also taught you how to tackle different. And a lot of it is the rugby-style tackling. Yes, and, it is. And you hear Pete Carroll's you know, shout at the top of a mountaintop. They call hawk tackling <laughs> the Seahawk way, and we went over that Thursday. And, and this is something I've always taught is helmet to the side. I never bought into uh, Chester helmet first. I always taught uh, to the side. It made more sense, but that was part of my rugby background. Right. So it's safety, 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 safety safety first. Uh, Get into talking about behavior going on in the games. Mm. And this this is the sticky part, and this is a part that turns people off. It may prevent people from wanting to sign up. Uh, because they don't want to deal with uh, over-competitiveness. Uh, Are we too competitive at the youth level? Yes. I agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is the reason why. Because of the lucrative contracts in every sport now. Baseball, 
football, hockey, football, basketball, soccer, soccer even. even. Okay, so now you got the parents um, who's living their dream through the kids. vicariously through their kids. When now, you say lucrative contract, you're talking pro, but even not even at that level. Look at the college. You know, scholarships has now become a lucrative contract. Exactly, and that's yes. and that's where they're trying to get to. They're trying to push their kids from little league football to high school football from high school football to college football so number one they can get a scholarship and ultimately to the pros so this is where this is going now um, and this is why it's so competitive I've never seen it so competitive in my life um, and I've been doing this almost on 20 years and over the last 10 years oh my goodness I mean you're talking about competitive I mean it's so competitive now wouldn't it be amazing though if, if we could just sit Take a step back and say, you know what? You can make great money if you went to school to become a doctor. If no, you concentrated right. in yes, the school, yes. there's a lot or more. Or taking yes. a trade, you yes. know, becoming a, a plumber, an electrician. There's so many more academic scholarships available than there are um, for sports. playing sports. There, yeah. Very few people become professional athletes. 1%. 1%. Mm-hmm. 2% know. make uh, get D1 scholarships. And the college game is... Much better than the pro game. No, my, my, my thought on that is this. Don't teach your kids and don't raise your kids up to be a basketball star, football star, baseball star, soccer star. Student athlete. Raise, raise them up. Raise them up to, to be the person who, um, um, what word I'm looking for, Jeff, represent that athlete in getting the big contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. I'd better be right. the agent. <laughs> You the don't agent. get hit. There you the go. Agent. That's right. The <laughs> agent is getting take, take your 10%, 10 and run. 15, 20% and get out. And it's not so, just the parents yeah. that are, are have the wrong approach about it. And you know, I know the parents mostly are going to take the bad rap because they're the ones yelling at you guys the most. But the coaches, too. There are coaches out there that uh, think that Ohio State's going to fire Urban Meyer and hire them the next day when they're coaching, you know, uh, 9, 10-year-olds. It's it's not going to happen, guys. EA Sports. I I believe. um, (laughs) Yeah, bingo. EA EA Sports. When when, when Madden came in, Madden, ESPN, the Ruin Kids. You see all, all of the coaches now. We call them Madden coaches. Because everybody want to be, like you just said, they want to go from, from Little League to high school to high school and ultimately either being a college, coach, a college coach or an NFL coach. But that's all they see. When we came up in the 70s and the 80s, <laughs> we went outside. We played hockey. Yeah. We took old couches and we right. we made pads. <laughs> we used belts to tie belts them up. To tie them up. And we went outside and we played. Well, now, that's because ESP- your parents only let you play with your cell phone a couple right. hours a day. What right? cell phone? <laughs> but ESPN, the music channels, Madden, it really ruined these kids. It really did. You and don't the, see them the outside playing sports anymore. There's a difference between video games and then the human element. It's, the human element. It's totally night different. Night I had a coach come up to me one time. We're getting ready to uh, play a game. and this is, uh, We were uh, doing weigh-ins. And uh coach comes up, what you going to do with my Jacksonville Jaguars defense? Unleash on Jacksonville. <laughs> you got nine-year-olds. You're going to tell me your nine-year-old understands an no, NFL no, defense? No way Shut up. I don't see no, Paul Puzlowski no coming through. No. Yeah. It must be because of all those Super Bowls the Jaguars won. I mean, when I played football at the Little League level, okay, we had my coach, um, we had three plays, all right, Um, dive, pitch, and and the veer. That's all we ran. And on defense, 
We had a five-three-three. That's it. Five. That's all. I mean, that's all the, the captain called in the, in the huddle. Five-three-three three this way. Five-three-three three that way. Five-three-three three stack. Now, I mean, if you sit <laughs> in the hole and you hear, the, the, I mean, the, the, the kids the are calling, kids calling, the, calling the defense. I'm like. Where did this come from? You guys been looking at my playbook? <laughs> I have nine plays in my defensive playbook wow. that I'm going to uh, use this year. I'll go you one better, Anthony. In our day, we only needed two defensive backs. So it was either a 6-3 or a 5-4. Because yeah, nobody plays play. safety when we play. Right. Good. Nobody, what you saying, nobody threw the ball back then? No, not, not as often as, you they know. They do now. Like I say. I'm oh, now you've got nine-year-old Carrell ahead of you. Yeah. I'm almost old enough to be your dad, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> now you've got nine, ten-year-olds who are coming out with four wide receiver sets. They, they do. They do. <laughs> and throwing and, the ball. And, even yeah. in, and now that you moved up to you know one one age group up, oh, you definitely, you, you're definitely going to see them in that spread formation almost <laughs> every play now. That's okay. Yeah. I got, I'm ready for that. <laughs> I have a trick up my sleeve. Anthony, in our day, a flea flicker was a double that, reverse. That a double reverse. reverse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take Am a I break. Lying? They tell the truth. That's right. I watched those black and white films. <laughs> you better believe it. With the leather helmets. <laughs> With the leather helmets and no face masks. Oh, this is getting out of control. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with one more segment of Inside High School Sports. You're listening to WGR Sports. Sports Radio 550. <laughs> We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. And then is Sports Talk Saturday coming up from 11 to 2 right here at WGR Sports Radio 550. We're talking about officiating. And before the break, we we're getting into a lot of behavior. You know, we've talked about the parents, but the coaches. Do you guys see, I mean, you know, we talk about the Madden coaches, uh, coaches that don't know how to behave on the field. Mm-hmm. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I don't mean to rip on anybody, but. I believe that there are too many coaches that are there for the wrong reasons. I will agree with you. You're, you have dad who wants to make sure that Junior plays. is the star of the team, mm-hmm. and they're just they're too into it. I mean, they're screaming at kids. As you get older, I think maybe it's okay to start you know, uh, getting vocal with the kids. But when you're talking 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, I don't think that's the time to be uh, getting in a kid's face and screaming. I don't think a dad should be able to coach his own son. I don't coach my son. Yeah. I, when when I how, sign that, him up, I tell you guys are coaching my son. I, I, I think a dad should not be able to coach his son. And also be the head coach and your son is, is the star. I, don't, I think that should be out of any league um, um, around the around the city, around the country, because it's not only here in Buffalo. I mean, when you go to all of the the Super Bowls and the and the championships from from um, like in the city, they travel. They travel from from um, from area to area in order to make it to the Super Bowl in Florida. In, in, in Florida. So you just don't see it in Buffalo. You see it in Ohio. You see it in Pennsylvania, Jersey. You see it in Jersey. Yeah. So I think around the country, they need to stop dads. From coaching their own their, their own sons, I, I find. I'm, I'm sorry, Frank. I find it in any sport, though. You know, the, you know the ones that are interested in coaching when their son or daughter, you know, finish on there. If they stick around and continue to coach, right. those are the ones the, that want to coach. Coaches, the yes. ones that move yes. out as yes. soon as the parents right. strike one. Let's go to the phones. We do have a call. Let's go to uh, Giovanni, who's calling from Rochester. Giovanni, what can we do for you? Hi, fellas. How you doing? How you doing? Thanks for having me on the air. 
Uh, I just this topic. I was I've been listening to you guys, and this topic when you guys talked about coaching and parents coaching really uh, touched home for me. I am a um, parent coach. I uh, coach my son's Pop Warner football team. However, I was a high school football coach for a few years, for about over ten or so years, and I got a position as a principal, and I had to step away from coaching. Um, probably was one of the most difficult things I had to do because I loved it so much, and then I started coaching my younger son who's about 12 now and the funny thing that I the the thing that I'm concerned with when it comes to when I coach teams and we go out and we compete and we went to Florida last year and won the whole thing as a national championship congratulations all the levels thank you and what I've noticed is you know I come with a different pedigree because I've been at a a higher level and I understand the game and the, the systems and the process where a lot of these guys that are coaching at the lower levels aren't taught that I think they have you know, they have good intentions, but no one's ever really teaching them. And I think that the component that's missing in youth sports today is is the education that True. they have the online True. that you can take mm-hmm. certified. But you don't have, like, high school programs taking in the youth programs, like, as, as you know, their, their, their feeder system and really – Bingo. Bingo. Giovanni no. just knocked it out of the park. No, here they do. I mean, Sweet not Home, all the time. Not when, all the- when, when Sweet Home had there, Sweet Home had the, the, the Little League that, that went right on into the So do Orchard Park. Well, I yeah. can tell you, Niagara Falls has nothing to do with us. Niagara Falls High School wow. has nothing to do with us. Sweet and they don't did. want it. We right. reached out to uh, Coach Bass, and he said, no, I'm good. I don't want you guys wow. around. Well, that, well, he did bring. He brought up a good point. People, yes, yeah. I People think so. wonder why Orchard Park is so good. Orchard Park Little League runs the same it's their thing. Feeder program it's their feeder program. Their high school Sweet, to modified. Sweet Home did the same thing. Sweet and Home, if you play line, their, you continue to play line, program. unless yeah. you you know you get and it works. It I, works. I preach that mm-hmm. it's, it's so important for the because uh, that's a it starts a, with it, us. It, it starts for real. We're and the it, seed, and the city need to in the city, the city of Buffalo need to um, incorporate that. Uh, it's a little bit more difficult in the city because you have you got four so high schools right. and how many little leagues? But you there's know, a lot. But you know what? They can incorporate it yes, because seven one six United is the um, the city lead and um, James Buck Miller and he's doing a tremendous job. He didn't turn it around where it's phenomenal now. It's getting a, it's a lot better than what it was, and you have. A lot of those guys coach high school. Ty coach high school. Buck coach high school. Nate coaches South Park, and they they're all um, incorporated in the high schools where they can help to be a feeder system. And I think that's what um, Buck is trying to do with the system now, with the cities now. He's trying and he's doing a great job on it. So you have a lot of high school coaches that's actually coaching little league football where they can feed into the high school yeah, What program. I'm surprised, Carla being from Rochester, and, you know, Rochester, they're in the Pop Warner League. Right. And I'm surprised, you know, Rochester, with all the talent that Rochester has from Aquinas and, and other schools in Rochester, I'm surprised that they don't use their um, – their um their little league football their pop Warner football you know as a feeder program I'm really surprised at that it really. benefits the high school when no they're doubt involved. about it yeah in, 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 no matter how you look at it, it it's benefit the terminology the uh, the way you want it and you get to know the kids true that's you right know, mm-hmm. you get to know their character you get to know the parents so that it's maybe a smoother transition when they when they do get I mean our job we're, is to teach the fundamentals of, of the game how right. you get in the three point stance true. how do you block how do you tackle safely and also bringing up the good there should be somebody teaching us uh, you know working with us as coaches as I mentioned earlier in the program I'm still learning 
You know, yeah. I guess the caller, um, being from Rochester, and he was a high school football coach, so everything that he learned from the high school level, he took it from the high school level and he brought it down to the, the league level, the little league level. And man, that was a, I mean, great, great job. On, yeah, great job on his um, on his part. Well, gentlemen, I can't thank you enough for uh, being a guest this morning. You guys are fantastic. You brought a lot of stuff to the table, and hopefully people are able to take some information and use that and help them. And uh, maybe for some parents that uh, have been riding the fence of whether they were going to let their kids play football or not, maybe this will ease them a little bit, Uh, you know, it's a tough decision to make, but you have to, you know, get all the information you can and, and do what you think is best for for you and your family. Uh, James and Jeff, thank you so much. Thank Roger you. and Frank, Joe, thank you for producing. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.